0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Time Lightment How Poetry Podcast, Found Me. Here we talk about everything from the perspective of us being writers, us being able to tell our stories, and being able to evaluate our lives on a daily basis to see if we are where we want to be spiritually, mentally, and physically. Some of us start from the opposite way. We go physically, mental, spiritually. We say the spiritual part for last because that's like when we get like 90 years old. But really it's supposed to be reversed. Spiritual, physical, physical, mental, spiritual. sorry. So today we want to talk about something that's physical and mental. And that can lead to stress. And that is death. D-E-B-T. Debt. And we are. In debt. But I want to talk about it. From a personal perspective. About. How when you. Get to a certain age. And you want certain things. And you have a need to want. To show those things. To the world. How do you go about. Getting those things. And if you get those things or you satisfied with the consequences of how you got those things. Me personally, I never really liked debt. And I tried to do everything I could to avoid debt. Sometimes debt is just unavoidable. First of all, I'm in debt to myself. Because spiritually I never developed the power to know that all external things fade away that you don't really need them, except for the basic necessities that it takes for you to function in life anything else is an added benefit but when you're young and just mean (laughs) just saying this so please understand but I wasn't so entrapped by it as some other people that when I saw people with other things Always wondered how they got those things. Some people, excuse me, some people inherited financial wealth. Some people worked really hard at buying the things that they want. Some people had credit cards that they could use to buy all of these wonderful things. Me, on the other hand, I wasn't fortunate enough to have a lot of money. But the one thing my mom did encourage me to do was get out and work. So I got out and worked. And when I got out to work, what I learned was that they'll give you a check for the hours that you put in. They don't tell you what to do with your money. You determine what you do with your money and it's the same way even when you make billions of dollars trillions of dollars or you make very little you still get to determine what you want to do with your finances and when you're young you don't have any responsibilities so you can go and spend it furiously on anything that you want I remember I would get my check and I would have to give a portion of it to my mom. Now, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, I wish that I would have understood. I would have just given her the entire thing because I was still living under her roof. But she allowed me to have some things. I had to give my brother and sister some money. But I just couldn't do more. So I was in debt because I had to share but sharing is a part of giving. When you're a kid, you don't know that. You think everything is supposed to be yours. But the fact of the matter is there's a household. And as a young man or a young woman now, if you're making money and you live in a house with your parents, you should make a contribution to that household willingly. Your mom or your dad shouldn't have to ask. You should be willing to give it because you're living under their roof. They allowed you to make that money. And you should share, even if they tell you no, you need to be able to say, nah, mom, I got money. I'm going to pay the cable bill this week or this month. Nah, mom, I got money. I'll pay the electric bill. Nah, dad, no worries. What are we eating today? That's on I me. Mean. You see, cause if you don't do that, then you're going to be in debt physically, spiritually first, right? Because you're not seeing the idea of giving. I, I gave to my brothers and sisters. But I didn't give enough. And then when I got to college, I had jobs. Now, I gave to my mom. Was I Once I started making money in college, I would give her money. Because I felt good at doing that. Because I realized she did so much. And I wanted to always do more for her. But yet, I still felt spiritually that I was in debt. Mentally, I accumulated money. And then I was figuring out what to do or what do I need, and how does it benefit me? So mentally, I became in debt because I wanted to buy things to please people around me. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't stupid. I didn't go out trying to buy something I couldn't afford, but... You know, you get a nice little outfit, and then you get the girls that say, ooh, that's so nice, and you want to go get another one. But I grew out of this quick because I realized that, that that's not going to make me happy. Trying to satisfy everybody in the world, that's definitely not going to make me happy. But if I could help my mom, help my brothers, that's fine. But my brother was able to take care of himself. It's the girls that you have to worry about, but they was able to get on their feet as well. But it was like paycheck to paycheck to me. And I never really thought about um, how it would be to have, like, millions of dollars. Because I never really thought that I could do that. But you can do anything you want. So I'm saying to you right now on this podcast, you can have millions of dollars. You just got to find out what's going to make you happy and pursue it. And if not, if you got the work to make it, then you work. But don't do it to satisfy nobody. Because mentally, you're never, <clears throat> never going to make anybody happy. But mentally, if you can learn to make yourself happy... And that's a whole other ball game, Because when you put clothes on your body, it's not for everybody else. It's for you. If you get you a nice watch, it's not for everybody else. It's for you. And you derive pleasure from them, regardless of what they say. And if you don't spend it at all, that's on you. It ain't got nothing to do with them. But you need to figure out what it takes to make that work. But the physical part of that is acquiring things. So much things that it look like junk in your life. It makes you say, like, why did I buy that, why did I take these credit cards and put myself in a situation where now I'm indebted to the banks, to the credit card companies, for what I owe. And that's okay. I mean, if you can pay it, then that's fine. Dave Ramsey don't believe in debt. He believes in getting out of debt as quick as you can and not even trying to go back. He believes in you buying everything with a debit card or buying everything with cash. But some of us don't have a discipline so we still use the credit cards and and we pay the interest on them and we keep it moving my thing is if you if you if you take those people's credit card and they give you a line of credit and you go out there and you use that and you um becoming debt, you owe those people man you know they were willing to say i'm gonna give you this credit card and, and the interest rate is going to be what it's going to be and you just got to agree to pay us back do you agree and you say yes sound a dollar line and that's it and then once you start using it and you got to make those monthly payments, you owe them and therefore you should pay them. And that's how I always felt in my life. I never tried to get out here where I would accumulate so much debt that I couldn't pay the people that gave me the card. That never seemed logical to me. If I didn't want the people card, I shouldn't have taken the people card. And then I took the people card, I need to pay the people back because they gave me access to income of monies that I didn't have and it could allow me to go out and buy a nice pair of shoes or it could allow me to go out and use the car to take a young lady on a date or it could allow me to use the car to get gas or it could allow me to go out and buy anything that i want as long as i was able to make my payment you can't be in debt and be happy i've never seen anybody that's in debt that has ever been happy only people that are happy are people that are not in debt because they're not beholden to anybody And if they buy something, they're able to pay it off quickly. They're able to pay it off and not have to worry about the consequences of someone coming to take what they have. And that is throughout this world. Everybody is trying to accumulate wealth so that they are not indebted. But they always say the more money you get, the more money you spend until you learn the discipline from within. Because everything is not needed. And when I, want to, when I talk about that, there's a particular person that the world is familiar with. And it, he became the Buddha. He became an enlightened being. Now, he was born a prince. Everything was at his feet, ladies and gentlemen. Everything that's beautiful or was beautiful in his world was at his feet as a prince. His father wanted him to take over and become a king so that he can have more things, conquer more land, get more people, get more money, do all of these things. And he was just a little humble kid. He didn't know anything about any of that. He was just having fun, but then asking questions in life. He didn't know about debt. He knew that his dad could get him anything that he wanted. And he didn't know how, but he knew that he had a life of luxury. He didn't have to worry about anything. Everybody was at his beck and call until he got older and he realized certain things in life, right? So when you get in debt, you realize certain things in life. You realize that you're not really free because every time you get your check, your money is coming into your hands and going into other people's coffers because you owe them for the things that you purchase with the cars that you have or you owe them because of the obligation of the things that you have to pay. And the things that must be taken care of should be taken care of first. Warren Buffett and other people say the number one thing that you should do is take some money to pay yourself. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you could barely see it, you know, Dr. Hill would say, I don't even care. Take a dollar. Give yourself some satisfaction that you didn't just work to just give everybody your money. Take some of that money and put it in the savings for yourself or invest it so that you can see that not all our payout is going to them. Some of this is coming to me. But let's just get to that later. The main thing is when you get a check, you have to pay people weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. And they look forward to their payments. They're not calling you up right away saying, make your payment. You're supposed to make your payment anyway. And what they do is they give you a minimum amount uh, for you to pay so that you can kind of keep yourself in perspective in terms of what you owe. And when I when I started using my my credit cards in the beginning, I never really did it to satisfy people outside of me. There was always things that I needed to take care of. And I was very much aware of that. And I um and I um used to get out there and behave that way. Now I, I had some fun, don't get me wrong. But well, there was some displeasing things as well. But I knew that money was tight all the time. And I tried to save, but some things come and it takes your savings away. And I would say, God, man, why is all this, this, this debt coming at me all of a sudden? And it wasn't all of a sudden. It was things that I had that I didn't pay. And I had to I had to man up and I had to own that. And what I did is I just tried to restructure my my work habits and um, cut down on the things that I wanted. Get to what I need so I can save. And Susan Orman and everybody that's a financial advisor tell you to save money for a rainy day. Well, when you live paycheck to paycheck, you it's very hard to save for a rainy day. But you got to try at least. You got to try. To make sure that you can save money and even I'm saying like say even if it comes down to you you know you needing to eat something well you put that money away just in case difficult time comes on then you got that money over there so you can go get you some food and not have to worry and I'm not talking about leisurely spending I'm not talking about you saving for trips and all that stuff that's fine I'm saying you're saving money to make sure that when the rainy days come and they do come because I had a few of them here recently that you're able to take care of your responsibilities. And controlling your debt is the most important thing that you can do as a person in this world. When you live in the world of man and everything that we do, we become consumers. And if you're consuming all the time, that means you're not saving. And if you're not saving, that means you're going deeper and deeper into debt to the point the way it stresses you out. Or you invest foolishly and you lose everything um, to people that try to swindle you or you try to have a project that you invest in yourself, but investing in yourself may you realize that that problem wasn't the most prudent thing to do with my resources. But I say if you're investing in yourself and you put money in yourself, that's not a, that's not a loss. That's you learning a lesson. You have to learn to make sure that when you invest, that you are investing for yourself. That you are investing in yourself, for yourself, for a greater understanding of what wealth creation is all about. But creating debt is not really good. Some people say creating business debt is really good because it allows you to not have to pay anything. But eventually, debt catches up with you. But if your money, is, all of your money is tied up in investment like I hear some entrepreneurs say, then you should be good because it says as long as you're in debt, business-wise, then you don't really lose any money. But a lot of us aren't over there yet. A lot of us have personal things that we have to take care of. How do you... How do you master debt? What are the steps to mastering debt? The number one thing is is not to want so much. Just because you see somebody that makes... Just say if you don't know the income, but if somebody is making $500,000 a year, they got a house for $700,000... And they got a BMW or Mercedes in their yard, and they're paying it with no problems, then you can't really judge them because they're buying up to their income. But I'm talking about somebody like me who sees somebody driving a Mercedes Benz that can or cannot afford it, they live in a nice house that can or cannot afford it, but I'm gonna take my income and try to live to their level. That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. That means that I'll be spinning my wheels for the rest of my life trying to buy this house that I can't afford, trying to buy this car that I can't afford, and then try to buy all the other amenities that come with having a circle like that. That doesn't make any sense at all. But what does make sense, and Oprah says it, is living beneath your means. I think Warren Buffett's the same way. Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world you don't see him living lavish real simple life me I don't know if I listen to Warren Buffett I go out there and get what I want and worry about the consequences later but that's stupid that means that Warren Buffett is worth billions of dollars I'm worth thousands and what I can go get he can go get 10 times over but he don't spend it on anything he invests his money Maybe I should thinking about investments. What can I invest in? What can I wait for in the long haul? And Warren Buffett was like, "Don't look for immediate gratification. Stick with it, stay with it for the long haul." So you wanna live beneath your means so you can save a few dollars. And here's what I and here's why I say that. If you save money and you run into difficult times, guess what happens? When you need that money, you can go get that money out of your own bank and spend it the way you want. Why? Because it's your money. You don't have to ask nobody for nothing. You don't have to go and beg for nothing. You got money that could help you. If it's food you need, you got it. If it's an emergency uh, with your car or something, you got it. If there's an emergency with your home, you got it. It's always you got the money to take care of it. Not having to worry about, if you owe somebody when you do it, you gotta live beneath your means. The second thing is that when you get it, give yourself a little something. Like let's say, for instance, if you save up your money and you pay yourself first, and you saved up to a thousand dollars. And all of your expenses are taken care of and you want to reach into that little power. You want to get yourself a little something. Now, I'm not saying spend $1,000 if you save $1,000, but it like take $50 and say, <clears throat> oh, man, I see this shirt. I want to get it. You take that $50, I'll go buy that shirt. Boom. But don't regret it when you get it. Remember that now. This is where you say, I've saved my money. I deserve a treat. I'm going to go get that. And then go back, make sure you put that $50 back when you get paid the next time. If not, just double it so it could be instead of being a thousand, it'd be a thousand fifty because you realize that you spent on something leisurely for yourself. So you want to make sure that you know you you save a little bit for yourself. And lastly, try to find something that you can invest in. I mean, we live in a country that allows you to work and invest, so find something. Find something that you you'll be willing to say I'm sticking in it, I'm sticking with it in the long haul, so that by the end, you know you can have some if you live to be that way. But if you if you enjoy it and you like blowing it and you like living from paycheck to paycheck, then by all means, man, you gotta have some fun, right? You gotta enjoy the life. So when you're putting this plan together for getting out of debt, you gotta pay off all your bills. Those things that you have accumulated over the years, you got to pay off. And you know, they even got debt con- consolidation companies now, agencies that can help put all your money together where you can make one solitary payment every month to, to get that done for a fee. They don't say it's free, they do it for a fee. But that allows you to see it and allows you to chip away at it to make it work. I'm in the process of trying to clear up my debt as well, but it's hard sometimes, man. I'm telling you, it's hard. Because sometimes it's like, the world of man gives you one thing, and then something else comes at you. And you just got to keep moving. You just got to realize that someday, you know, you'll be debt free. And you got to want to not go into debt at all. So don't try to go into debt. Like I see people, and, and some people are very smart. Like some people take a credit card, right? And they'll make a payment. They'll buy something with the credit card. And then they know that they got the money they'll turn right around and make the payment on the credit card so the credit card will be zero and they don't get the interest on the card. It's like cash almost, but it's it's credit cash. It's like, okay, I paid that. How much is that? Now let me turn around and pay it with my real cash, keep it at zero. So you got to find out what methods work for you. Like when the, when the due date of a bill comes and say if that bill is $200 and that due date is the uh, 21st, well, go ahead and pay it out before the 21st. So there's no interest charge on it. But Let's say sometimes it's difficult and you can't make it. And I attest to this. You don't just make the minimum payment, make more. Like if the minimum payment is 30, pay 60. Because now you cut into the interest and the principal. If you just pay the minimum, then you just pretty much cut a little bit into the principal. And most of it's going to interest. So you want to make sure that you find a way to keep your your life straight with your money. And don't go, and the last thing is don't go telling everybody what you have. And then most of all, don't go giving it away to people that need to be working or need to be doing something. Now, you if you feel like you're making a charity contribution to somebody, then that's fine. But don't be giving to people who come up to you with a sub story about this and about that. If you're working, then they should be working too. And it doesn't take anything for anybody to work. And most of all, if people ask you, for money, you say, "Look, man, I'm tired up. I ain't got it. I, I don't have it." And if you decide to do something for somebody because you're nice, you do it because you're nice. But sometimes you just don't have it, and it should be like that all the time. Your number one, your number one approach to the whole thing is, "I just don't have it," and you're trying to find a way to make your life um, stress less. You're not trying to make it stressful. And giving out money all the time to people with with, hands out is going to make your life stressful. And you want it to be stressless. And being stressless means that you got money in the bank and you're not telling anybody what you have or what you don't have. You just keep moving on, trying to make that life better for yourself. And when you get ready to take that vacation that you earn, the time that you have, you take those finances and have a little fun. Have a little fun, but put the rest of it in the bank. You know, keep adding to your savings. And if you keep living beneath your means and you're able to pay all of the principal bills that you have with those things that are necessary, then by the end of the year, you should have a couple dollars in the bank that you can look at and be proud of and knowing that you're not giving your money out to the world and you live poorly. Or, like people don't say, don't use poor because that's a mental state of mind. Or you live broke. Live beneath your means and you'll always have something. And then when you explode in the world and you become rich, then you still got to keep the same principle because if you get it fast you spend it fast you won't have anything at all so measure where you are financially measure what you can afford and then live beneath that Jay-Z the iconic rapper said something that I want to just share I think I've shared this once before but it bears, it bears worth saying and this is for the consumer in us and Jay breaks it down real simple he says, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. And I listened to that. I, I pondered that for a long time. I tried to re, I tried to embody that very principle, especially from the consumer perspective, because this is for a consumer. It's not for an investor. An investor, you know, measures the risk and understand what he's investing in, and he looks at investment as a way of getting a return. But a consumer, you don't get returns. You just get debt. So he made it real simple for anybody in the world. This is for anybody in the world that's listened to this podcast or anybody that has ever heard him say it or anybody that goes into a boutique or anybody that goes into a clothing store or or go into where they sell fine luxury things. He says if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. And you know what happens if you can't afford it? You return it because you couldn't afford it. And you were trying to please the people that live in the million-dollar homes and drive the $80,000 cars that they can or cannot afford, but you tried to do it. So you find yourself returning everything that you bought, which you couldn't afford in the first place. That's why you return it, because you couldn't buy it twice. But if you buy something twice, you can afford it. If the metaphor is, if I can go out and I can buy me let's just say I could go out and I could buy me a Bentley you know I'm just going way out there I can go out and buy me a Bentley and let's just say the Bentley called 500 G's and I only make 500 G's a year why would I want the Bentley the Bentley equates to what I make every year and I have to make a payment on the Bentley I have to make a payment on the home I have to feed myself the clothes myself take care of my kids my wife and all that so I go get a Bentley doesn't make any sense that means that the bentley i have to have at least a million dollars to buy the bentley because if you buy it twice you can afford the bentley and everything that comes with it because when you buy a car it has to have a maintenance right so you don't even factor that in you just go get the car and forget about all the maintenance to take care of that luxury car it's, it's coming right and then you got to take that million and you got to realize that you got to feed your family with the house and everything so it's not really economical now on the flip side if I make $500,000 a year and I see that in that $500,000 a year I got a beautiful home for my wife and kids or for myself then I need to get a car that I could just pay for just outright pay for and not have to worry about all the things that's going to keep me in debt so once the car is paid for then there's no car payment you got the insurance and all those things in the maintenance but there's no car payment but if you buy a car and you have to make payments, then you have to buy the car in which you say, I can't afford this twice. So when the payment comes and the maintenance comes, you'll be able to do it. And then you won't find yourself running around the corner, you know, hustling money from other people or doing other things so that you can kind of pay for the car, pay for the house, pay for the food, take care of your family and all that stuff. The goal is to have a nest egg or a comfort egg that when you... Run into difficulties. You just go to your comfort egg and say, okay, we got that. No worries. And then your wife and your kids don't have to worry about being broke. Our lives in the physical world is about being attracted to the things that we create. And you got to realize that man create everything that you buy is the divine that they can't create. And they want to. See, they can't create divinity. You're born with that. And divinity supersedes all of the stuff that's physically available to you it supersedes everything else that's in this world that your eyes can see because divinity can't be trampled with. it can't be touched by nothing man can keep staining your heart staining your mind but they can never stain your spirit that's why we're covered up by so much so much mental goo that it's hard to really get there but if you get there it's fine now back to my man uh, Buddha whom I respect Prophet Muhammad, whom I respect. Jesus, in whom I respect. Buddha had everything. He could afford it ten times over. But that didn't satisfy him. He was like, nah, this, he said, nah, all this wanting and desire hurts too much. I gotta go find something else. He gave up everything that he had to go find something. Prophet Muhammad got ran to the desert trying to change things but he got to himself Jesus before he became the man that everybody loved he went and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights Moses 40 days and 40 they walked away from all the wants and needs of the world man just so that they could find some peace and when they came out they came out and gave um, expounded on things that the world had never heard before had never seen before You, when it comes to you understanding debt, right? That's the spiritual thing I'm talking about. But you understand you have to walk away from all this stuff that people create out here, man. And you got to walk inside and be at peace with who you are so that these things don't trouble you. I'm not saying that everybody's going to get to those level of those men. But you got to be able to walk out daily going to your job or Being an entrepreneur, not trying to dream of having all the fancy cars or the big houses. But that's good. But at the same time, when when you envision those, you have to envision being at peace with it always. And being able to know that when you get there, there's no need for you to feel like you have lack. So number one, live beneath your means. Number two, when you live beneath your means... Then you save a comfort egg. That money, that which you can go grab at any moment to help take care of any necessities that you may have. And number three, only buy it if you can. Only buy it if you can buy it twice. That way you don't return it, and that way you don't feel bad. And finally, once you begin to understand it all, and I'm, I want I want to say that I want to think that even Warren Buffett is on this level of like when it comes to debt and. Um, consuming and investing that he doesn't buy anything that doesn't please him and I'm surprised he may buy very little at all you know he may you know donate to charities or or do certain things or Oprah might do to certain things but it's not about you know once you get the house or once you get the Bentley or whatever you get those are things man anybody can acquire those they wouldn't go into debt for it. but it's when you realize that it don't really matter You know, if you got a Bentley, when you get it, you know you can't afford it, so it ain't no problem for you. And those are the things that makes you happy in life, being able to get the things that you can't afford. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure with you to try to talk about debt. Now, I'm not no guru or debt. I'm just telling you what I experienced in my life, what I've seen in other people's lives that I've talked to about debt. I've read about debt. I've listened to people that were in debt. And I've tried to find and make a way to make my life uh, peaceful to everybody and everything. And I try not to live beyond my means. I might reach the threshold of living within, but sometimes I try to make sure that I live beneath. But I tell you, when you have debt, there's no way. You have to pay it all off before you can even begin to do that. So hopefully, you know, you'll find this one encouraging. Hopefully, you'll be able to find your own formula to, if you read books or if you invest, you find listen to those people that know more than I do because they write and they research it. But I'm just telling you from my experience what I've seen in terms of trying to keep a little bit of my own money from my own Jobs or my entrepreneurship to myself for rainy days. I try to find a way to build my comfort egg, uh, my nest egg that, that that comes from investing and all this stuff. But my comfort egg, like if I run into difficulties, where can I go get some money from right away without having to go to um, these I uh, payday loan places where they charge the interest of like breaking you. You know what I mean? Like they charge you so much interest on the principal that you never really get to pay it off unless you know that by the time that payment comes, you'll be able to give them everything at once. All right, ladies and gentlemen, closing three quotes. One from the Dr. Napoleon Hill, one from Antonio T. Smith Jr., and one from myself. Um, Dr. Hill says, the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can't achieve it. If you can see yourself living beneath your means, trying to save money and make sure that you work towards that goal, you'll be able to do it. It just takes you being able to sit down, and break down where your money is and how much you plan on saving and make you, make sure you stick to that comfort saving plan no matter what it takes. And even sometimes if it takes you having to work nine jobs to do it, not saying that you would work nine jobs to do it, but just trying to find a way to make sure that you are debt-free by the end of the year or you set the time as of when you want to be debt-free. And once you get being debt-free, then you can save as much as you want to save. And then save even if you decide to spend, you'll be spending the money that you have by not being in debt. And like Dave Ramsey said, if you can stay away from the credit cards, you can stay away from the credit cards. But I'll say it to you like this, if you make if you got a credit card and you buy something, make sure you be able to pay it off the date that is due so that you don't accrue any interest. If you can pay it off sooner, then fine. You know, you just can't keep swiping and swiping and not being able to pay. So if you can swipe and pay as you go, then that's great. And if you can't swipe if you go, just try to make sure that when you do make the payment, make above the payment until you can pay it off. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, you can plant better, you can dominate. And dominating debt is about planting seed by living beneath your means. It's not about dominating other people. It's about you being able to dominate your finances because the money is coming into you. It's not coming into your sons or your daughters or your your wife. And your money of your wife is not coming into you. You can combine it to a family income, but you, if your wife work and you work, that's the money that you earn and she earns. And you guys got to figure out a plan for that. And if you're single and then you're making money, then you got to figure out how to make the necess- necessities taking care of how to live beneath your means so that you can create a comfort egg. And then once you create a comfort egg, then you want to find out what you can invest in for the long haul so that if investment works for you in the long haul, you have something to look forward to going forward. And there's nothing on this planet that you can take with you anyway, but you need to be able to have a little comfort to know that on rainy days, you got a few funds to help you clear the way. And last but not least, Life does not require more of you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours, and in doing so, you can have anything that you desire. We see that the world have desired consumerism. We see that people want to get out and impress other people, or some people just say, well, I just buy this for me because I like it. And then you need to ask them, are you in debt? Then if you're in debt, then yeah, you like it, but you owe somebody for having you to live a lavish lifestyle or you can just say I'm just going to live in a way that I'm comfortable and I'm going to keep my money in a place where if it rains debt situations I'll be able to take care of it and that is your way of looking at your 24 hours in debt and the thing is ultimately what Dave Ramsey tries to teach us is to be debt free and in being debt free sometimes it means sacrifice if you dug yourself in you gotta dig your yourself out but once you get out of it ladies and gentlemen I don't know when that will, will be hopefully for me I could dig myself out and not have to go back go back to doing that but if I have to then I have to find a technique or methods for myself to keep me debt free and to keep me um, level and being able to take care of my, my lifestyle and my life in this world. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me and I say this all the time. Spotify has been blessed me enough to have my podcast to appear on that particular app. Anchor has still given me their springboard to use to talk to you about the things that I enjoy, the things that I try to talk about when it comes to clarity and the things that I talk about when I tell you to write things down, no matter what they are, so that you can look back later and reflect on everything that you've done. And if you're able to reflect on the things that you've done, maybe when you're looking there, you can see some of the pitfalls, and then maybe you can avoid them later on, or you can share with your kids or your wife or other people to teach them how to, how to get themselves out of debt and have a life that's pretty much debt-free, and then you can do what you want because you have the cash Even if you swipe the card, you can pay it off. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, peace.